In a world filled with spyware, ransomware, fish, and more, we need you to be the hero. In this podcast, information protection and security is bringing new ways to fight back against the dangerous actors looking to do digital and physical harm. We'll give you everything you need to know on a different topic of risk every month. Coming to you from IPS with love. Welcome to From IPS with Love. Today we're talking about smart homes. Are they too smart for us? We'll talk about the vulnerabilities involved in smart home tech and how you can reduce some of those risks. Our guest today is TJ Bean, and he's the Director of Cybersecurity at HCA Healthcare. Um, TJ, let's start at the beginning. When we talk about smart homes, I think we all know about smart vacuums and smart doorbells, but it's certainly gone way beyond that, right? Give some examples of what a smart home is. It has, and um, it's funny you say uh, the smart home, right? Like there, it, you almost have to have the smarter humans with the smart home too, except my wife calls it like being lazy with all the <laughs> stuff we have the house. She's like, oh, you're just being lazy. Um, but I, and, and I actually have a quote from Alfred North and he said like civilization advances with the more important operations that you're doing that you're able to extend and not do because uh, you don't have oh. to think about it. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, yes, it's a smart home, but the, the human's smarter and then you get better cost savings, little even security added to it. Your life's efficient mm-hmm. and it even feels pretty cool when the computer's doing stuff and... <laughs> Um, I, I knew that I was doing okay with a smart home when I realized, well, one, my wife's not yelling at me when I'm adding all this stuff. But one time we went to a hotel and my family actually didn't know how to turn the lights on because we have it where you can kind of walk around the house. Um, so that that was a funny moment when I was like, Hey, this is actually kind of working out. Um, but I've been doing smart homes for about 25 years. Um, way back there was even, it was called HAL 2000. Um, it's gotten a lot easier since then. Um, I've got probably over 70 on my like motion and, and lights and about 10 or 15 different systems that kind of hook in. Most of it, you're trying to first build the visibility inside the house. And then you're using that where the systems sort of interact with each other. And, and there's the typical ones, right? You got the robot that can kind of go around and vacuum your house. And then you've got your Alexas or your Googles. Um, I've got different layers. So I've got Alexas in every house and it allows us to drop in or play music um, mm-hmm. or say, you know, vacuum the um, vacuum the office. And then it comes in. <laughs> I've got stuff hooked up to uh, the energy uh, I just recently put put in, oh. and it tells me devices that are on, ones that are turning on and off, um, and then cost savings. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get your house smarter when you start getting them integrating and talking together. So my my energy even talks with my plugs that can oh. see the power going through them and what they are, uh, which you can also voice activate. Um, I've got my alarm system connected to it, so you know, the idea of being even more secure with a smart home. And so it even has where the door locks, when you open them, will disengage the security system. It will also, I've tried to get home automation where it's basically like the security system's on all the time. Mm -hmm. So it detects if there's people in the house and then when they leave, it turns on. 
Um, it knows if nobody's gone out in a certain amount of time, and then it'll it'll turn on. Well, this all sounds very George Jetson. You know, it's very much kind of like James Bond. All these gadgets, all these amazing, right? This is the future that we were promised because, like you say, it makes us, it saves us time, make, lets us be lazy, right? Um, but there's, it's not all good. I mean, there's a downside to some of these things, right? So, what are some of the vulnerabilities or risks of making your, your home a smart home? Yeah, one of the first things people think about is probably, might be showing my age, but the Terminator 3 and Skynet and, you know, it's like, whoa, these things are making decisions for you. And some of this is even carrying into where people saying artificial intelligence and AI. Um, so some of it, you're almost gaining a trust with your system, which, yeah, it carries into the, the security. There was um, I think it was about last year, there was an attack that went out that got access to about 50,000 cameras. Um, and they were even selling the access for about a, a $150. Wow. Um, On the dark web? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and there's open systems that will go and like scan the internet and find these things. So, I mean, the big one's just not not leaving them out on the open on the internet. Um, th the other one that was recent, maybe a year or two ago, uh, they found out that you could get access to the uh, like Alexas and, and Google Assistants with a laser beam. Oh. You could tune the laser to give the sound emissions. I know we got a James Bond theme in here, so it's kind of James Bondish. <laughs> um, that would point a sight. You could point the laser at the oh. uh, device, and it would actually send the sound. Uh, kind of muzzles. Okay. Um, so what they say with it is just don't put it in line of sight. But one one thing I kind of take through my home automation is just going like, is there something that could someone could change or manipulate that mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense? One, for example, like um, you don't want to vocally automate to open your garage. And then somebody's sitting out your window yelling like, <laughs> yeah. Alexa, open the garage and they get access. So mm -hmm. Um, some of those I just take precaution or turning off your alarm with your, with oh. your voice. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you got to set up code words or other stuff that might be a little better, but yeah, just watching like critical, cause like I'll take sometimes the approach of going like, well, what it, let them get access to it. You know, they're just going to turn my lights on and off <laughs> and then that can, uh, build you some comfort. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and it does bring up, you know, are there certain, um, smart tech items you've considered for your home and then realize the risks or the vulnerabilities made it not worth it. Yeah, there's one, and this one's on kind of like a, this is preference. There's one called IFTTT, if, uh, if then do, uh, I can't remember oh. the, it's a cloud-based um, way you can put access into your home and then kind of through the cloud, like you can make it do stuff. My only worry with it is that if someone took over that, they could, <laughs> you know, control my whole whole house. But it is a, a pretty good. So anything that's kind of external accessible, you've got to really watch out for. Um, also, some of the hardware that's um, foreign based. Uh, John McCain came, came out with a National Security Act around Ch Chinese hardware, Dahua, mm -hmm. Hike Vision. Just be careful with those, mainly because they're Communist Party. So, like, if they want to leverage those, they can. Mm -hmm. um, if you do have some, because it's hard to get away from not having things made overseas, mm -hmm. um, just watch for default settings because they'll they'll default turn on where it gives access out. Okay. Um, so you can kind of go in there and and turn those off. The big one though is just 
be careful if it's ones controlling your security um, and how you might allow access out mm -hmm. um, or, or I'm sorry, oh. ones that need access coming in that, that will be hosted external. Right. But yeah, as far as going out, your information going out, I think people do. Um, I remember when there were some incidences around ring cameras or, or maybe yeah, ring cameras used indoors and someone was able to hack them and see what was going on or, or you know, is your TV listening to you, you and your spouse are talking about a trip to Paris and then suddenly you're getting ads for flights, cheap flights to Paris, right? We all get a little paranoid about those things. How much should we worry about the smart home listening to us? Yeah, that's that trust part and then the creepy part where people are like, I got my baby cameras and can my next, you know, people walk around and see, and see you know, get on your cameras. Um, I mean, there is trying to do kind of the common sense stuff um, with just sh allowing access into it. Um, some of them allow you to open that. The privacy concerns, the vendors have been really good about them. I mean, because if they, if there is a private incident on one of those, those companies could just fall apart. Um, mm -hmm. e even... You know, I know Google's and Alexa's get their uh, concerns on those, but they've even added layers that you can go in and like clear out all the history and even some of your vocal commands. And Alexa, I think Google now even has a HIPAA compliant version um, where, you know, some of these can even be in sensitive areas and mm -hmm. people are concerned on the kind of always listening for the wake word. Uh, but yeah, in general, they're pretty safe because they have to be, at least for how they're using your information. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, if you if you buy something that you've got to kind of like snap into the internet, you can read it's EULA, but some of them they make super long where you just don't Tell read it. Tell us what the EULA is. I'm sorry, yeah, the um, it's the user agreement to oh. sign up for their privacy. Okay. Uh, and they'll all have it, right? Because they're sending the information up to make smarter things for you. Mm -hmm. um, what I find to do is like, because reading those are, are a bear, I, I just will Google it. Like, is there concerns on this? Oh. And mm -hmm. there being a lot of other people are using these <laughs> and like they help, like there's lots of people that will like talk about any concerns or not or mm -hmm. things you can do. Oh, that's great. That's good advice. Yeah. And, and you've hit on um, some things such as disabling maybe some features, changing default passwords. What are some other tips of any time you're thinking about getting some smart tech? What should be, you be looking at? Yeah, the big one, like if there's one top of mind, it's just if you are allowing these access out to the internet. So um, you'll usually see some of them kind of play in two camps. One, you, it, you have it on your network and it's kind of yours. That you don't need to access it from the internet. Mm. And then some, they've got like a service or something where you get to a web page. But sure enough, that thing's controlling inside of your house. <laughs> so if you have those, you want to do things like MFA if it has it. Mm -hmm. Some will even do what's called a federated login, like it uses your Google email oh. login. Those ones are good because um, if someone like gets your account mm -hmm. or logs in from another country, your Google itself will tell you like, hey, did you mean to log into this? Mm -hmm. um, but th that's really the big one is just access into it and then take that earlier precaution too where I was saying like, Maybe some things you don't want, like controlling, uh, just give it more thought when you're controlling your security, mm -hmm. uh, mainly around the house security. Because, uh, yeah, if someone breaks in and starts flipping your lights on and off, now they've kind of tipped themselves off and right. you can get it they've fixed. Given so it's like, it, it doesn't make sense for somebody to do that. Well, and it, it, this may seem so obvious, but, you know, you talked about MFA multi-factor authorization, which you should always engage when given that option to. But um, 
even just passwords, right? Really having secure passwords. And, and what does that mean, a secure password? Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, I, some call it strong passwords. Sometimes the sites are really good where when you're putting in your password, it's like weak, medium, oh, yeah. strong. <laughs> and like you just, you know, try to move the bar up. Usually it's adding a number, adding a special mm -hmm. character. Um, some approaches to, and we got a really good, strong communication team and they, they send good awareness out on this. Um, but some you can even, if it's hard to remember, you can make it in a, uh, I can't remember the, the name for it, a oh, mnemonic. Like a phrase, yeah, yeah so You can kind of make yeah. a phrase or use leet speak kind of, uh, uh, or make a phrase and, or use a password uh, manager mm -hmm. and add some complexity. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then with a strong password, then you can add that layer of the MFA or the remote, mm -hmm. especially if it's one that's like, you know, hooking into, uh, your security or other stuff that can open your garage or <laughs> something else. And it, again, it's almost too obvious to say, but never reuse a password like within your network yes. or your work password. Or your work password, yes. yes. Yeah, and we Google. have a system that yes. tries to find compromised third parties and look mm. for HCA passwords. But uh, yes, please don't rely on that. Like, <laughs> like that's supposed to be the 100% fix. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, don't read, because if, if you reuse one, they get access to one and then they, yeah. get, they get the rest they're of them. They're totally so in. Yep. Right. So kind of use the controls that are already out there um, that they're providing, but use them in a smart way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, you have a smart home, so you got to be the smarter human. Um, I think that's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, TJ, so much for talking to us. And before you leave, we do want to ask you um, if you have a favorite bond. I know there's a bunch. Um, I've always liked the Austin Powers parts where it's kind of the, the spoof on Bond. Um, uh, those are good ones. I, I, I was trying to think of my favorite um, piece in the movies and I don't, the <laughs> one where he's like backing the car up and doing, I don't know, that's, uh, but yeah, Austin Powers. Austin's your favorite Bond. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, thank you, TJ. Um, and please check out all of our From IPS With Love video podcasts. You can find them on Media Connect. Just search from IPS with love and we will have more details on TJ's suggestions for keeping yourself safe from and in your smart home um, on our Atlas Connect blog this year. Thank you.